Ideas are everywhere. Welcome to Lessons Learned in Marketing, the Phoenix Group Podcast. I'm your host, David Bellarive. And today I'm excited to talk to Beverly Teresa, social media strategist and consultant out of Edmonton. Enjoy the conversation. Well, hello, Beverly. Hi. And welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. Oh, it's my pleasure. Now, I saw you at, um, you were a keynote at Social West, and uh, I just, I absolutely loved your presentation. Then when I looked into you further, I realized, oh, because there you talked about growth hacking, but that's not necessarily your whole thing. No, that's not entirely what I do at all. (laughs) Anyway, I really loved it and have uh, learned a lot, um, learned a lot from it. So why don't we start by just telling me a little bit about yourself and what it is you do do. Uh, So I'm a social media strategist. I'm based in Edmonton, Alberta. I work with local companies and like companies online all around Canada, mostly. Um, I help them manage their social media independently and strategically. So there's a lot of businesses who just are like, I know I need to be on social media and there's no strategy behind it. So I kind of teach them how to save time and do it strategically. So it's not just like, farting into the air and hoping someone will smell it. <laughs> it's funny because you think like, I, I guess because we're ingrained in, in social and, and marketing so much, we think mm-hmm. everyone must be on social now, but you're finding there's still people that are just getting into this and, and wondering what to do. Yeah. It's kind of amazing to still learn that companies like have no idea about social media or they're scared of it because they think it opens up like a new dialogue where people, people can complain and talk about them. But it's like, these people are talking about your company probably anyway on social. So why not have a platform to engage with them? Yeah. Or not at all. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Maybe they're just not talking about you at all, which might even be worse. But so what do you, what do you see, um, what do you see that's working right now in social or on social? Um, well, I really like when companies are kind of keeping up with the time. So video is really hot. I don't think that I need to like say that, like, cause everyone always says that. Um, <laughs> but I like companies are trying out video and it doesn't have to be super polished. I think with social, the reason why I like it is cause there's like the raw quick factor to it. So, Um, just shooting things with your phone and not overly edited or anything and then just throwing it up uh, just as content that can stand alone or like go along with a blog post or something like that. And companies that are using social for customer service are killing it. Um, I mean, people are expecting to get responses to their questions and things on social media within four hours. Um, The average right now, I think, is companies are taking 10 hours to respond to them. So those companies that actually use social media purely for customer care are just amazing on it right now. Um, I'm going to come back to that, but I want to talk about or ask you a little bit about video first, because I I hear that, you know, oh, it doesn't it doesn't need to be slick and polished, but um, it doesn't I think there does there need to be an idea there or something interesting? Yeah. So, I mean, it there should still be it should still speak to your strategy, like overall what you're trying to accomplish with social media, like what business goals you're trying to reach and everything like that. Um, I mean, if your company is one that is very polished in real life and very professional looking, then yeah, maybe it needs to be edited and needs to be filmed professionally. But for smaller businesses who don't have the budget to do that, I've seen a lot of really well done videos just shot by their iPhone. Mm -hmm. And the 
the thing is like if you're doing video on social like on YouTube where it will or like even on Facebook where it auto plays or something like that always have like an interesting hook at the very beginning and then put your bumper and your logo and your website at the end of the video so you always just want to be bringing people into like an immersive experience with video is the is the length of the video do uh, people need to worry about that I think it depends on what the video is about and what they're trying to accomplish with it. I mean, if it's an instructional video, then yeah, it doesn't really matter as long as you're getting the point across on how to use a product. But if you think about people's attention spans nowadays, I think it's like eight seconds now and then people just move on. So the shorter, the better, I would say. But again, it depends on what you're trying to do with the video. Cool. And then when you talk about the, the customer service aspect of um, using social, and I think I've seen that in my own life where, you know, you reach out to a company on social and maybe it takes too long. Why, mm-hmm. why aren't um, like, is it, is it just they haven't resourced this properly or why aren't companies responding or is it fear? They- Uh, I think it's probably out of fear because you see all those social media fails. (laughs) Um, But I mean, maybe they haven't caught on yet. Like you see, like I just tweeted Shaw at Shaw Help or something about my internet connection last week and they were so quick to respond. Like I literally waited like a minute and they responded and then we were chatting through DM. But I think a lot of companies don't realize that people don't like picking up the phone as much as they used to or like, I guess the younger generation doesn't Mm -hmm. because we're more like always on our phone, just like browsing things, surfing social media. So it's easier for us to just shoot a company a message and ask for help than actually bring up our email and email them. But I don't think companies have caught on or maybe, yeah, they don't have the person who can do it kind of full time or like check their phone every so often. So four hours seems uh, achievable. Does it need to be like you had just had that one minute experience? Is that the delight that needs to happen? Yes, that is like totally amazing. I like I think four hours like that's an average, but I I don't know. I wouldn't want to wait four hours. <laughs> I'd wait like maybe an hour and then I'd be like, OK, fine. I'm just going to Google it or do something else to find the answer. Yeah. Yeah. What do you see? Um, wh- what do you see that's working um, or what are maybe what are the some of the mistakes that you see businesses making smaller businesses especially so you can tell when a business isn't posting with a strategy so they're kind of just posting things hoping to get like the vanity metrics so follows or likes and things like that and not real engagement like comments or like questions or bringing leads to their website or whatever it is their goal of social is to do. So they're just posting like memes or like cat images just to get those vanity <laughs> likes. And like if that if you are selling cat food, maybe that works for you. But usually it's like you need some sort of purpose to be on social. And a lot of businesses I really dislike when they just broadcast. So they're just like, me, 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 this is our business, here's a sale, blah, blah, blah. And I think the stat was 40% of um, social users will unfollow businesses that promote too much. So how do you, how do you look at, or what do you look at when you start to want to create a strategy for yourself as a business? So I look at like their marketing plan overall. So if they're doing traditional or like radio billboards, that type of thing, I'll look at their business goals, like what they think they want to accomplish with social media. And usually it'll just be like, oh, I want like more customers, obviously, and more sales and things like that. But then what types of what's the strategy where we can push 
users to their website to like fill out that form and then they have more leads or whatever it is. Um, kind of building a persona for them as well online because a lot of businesses are really stuffy on social and they're very like straightforward and professional and boring. And it's like, well, no one wants to follow you. <laughs> well, what do you so, say then to that person? Cause maybe that is that like, maybe they are stuffy and boring or do they need to, I guess, find a different voice. I mean, I follow some law offices and like law offices you'd usually think are like stuffy and boring, but some of them are actually like entertaining and useful to just like, I guess like I follow like ones that have to do with contracting on things like that. Cause I'm a freelancer, yeah. but they provide value. Like they might be posting in like a professional tone, but there's still like, you can still tell that there's a person behind it or that they have like a personality to their business. So not being stuffy doesn't necessarily mean you need to be a joker or just having, no, it's just like be personable. And so you want to be engaging with your audience um, and like, if you're a stuffy person, it makes it really hard to respond nicely, I guess. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Are there, are there other things you're, you, you see that businesses could really do better at? Oh my God, there's so much. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm um, not engaging with people. So kind of like the broadcasting me, 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 sell, sell, sell thing, mm -hmm. but like even just like acknowledging people's comments, like if someone comments, oh, that's awesome, or I can't wait, they don't even bother like liking the comment or acknowledging that they got that comment. And little things like that are kind of pet peeves to me because it's like, well, these people are taking their, like the two seconds it takes out of their life to comment on these things, but you're not even acknowledging them or thanking them. Like, how are you going to be building a community if you're just ignoring your community? Mm -hmm. And then, oh, sorry. No, no, go ahead. Okay, uh, one last one is not understanding social media. So this is a big pet peeve, I guess, with like social media industry people. So you look, you see companies looking to hire an intern or a young person because they don't want to invest in social media or they don't take it seriously, but you're trusting an intern or like a young person with probably no or really little experience running social media for businesses. You're trusting them with the mouthpiece of your business and they actually are like, in control of your online reputation. So you really have to think about who you're placing in charge of running your accounts. Is there a different way that, you know, um, maybe it has been looked at that way in the past, like, oh, it's just social, I just need to be on there. Is there, do people need to shift that, that thought of what this channel or what these channels can do for you or how they work? Yeah, definitely. I think just um, some a small, even a small amount of education can help just because each platform tailors to different audiences. So you could be spending all your time on Facebook when you should be focusing on Twitter or Instagram or something else. And then seeing what kind of content, um, is correct for each platform and tailoring it to that platform. Now, I think a common thing I hear back, you know, it's easy for, well, maybe not easy, but it's um, uh, achievable for Shaw to be on social and, and monitoring that all the time. Um, how, how do you manage that with smaller businesses? How should they manage their time or how is there um, a formula or is there any way that what are tricks that people are doing that are that are successful at it? So, I mean, I would suggest having two, maybe like two to three hours a week, just scheduling your content into a social media management tool. 
Um, and that way you can kind of see like this week I'm going to be focusing on X, Y, Z and then having a daily check in maybe in the morning when you get up once at lunch, uh, once before you go home for work and then once before you go to bed or something like that. And then having like a process like that can really help like with the four hour window and things like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It does seem like it can become consuming if you're, yeah. you know, um, if you are starting to engage a lot, yeah. how do you, um, um, how much time is too much time to be doing on social or uh, is there an answer to that even? Cause I mean, technically you could have a full-time job just doing social for a small business. Cause there's probably so much that you can write about every day or tweet about, and you can do blog posts and do content curation and you get kind of get lost in it. Yeah. Um, but for small businesses with a limited budget, I mean, per day, maybe spend a half an hour, 15 minutes, just checking in, making sure people are engaging or if they are engaging, you're responding to them. And then on that weekly um, side of things, like I mentioned before, maybe two to three hours a week, just planning your content, or you can even sit down at the beginning of the month and plan your content for the entire month. So if you have a really solid strategy, this should come really easily planning content and curating content for the month. And we know that everyone is moving to mobile and we're consuming our stuff and watching uh, video, everything on our phones now. Is it, are you asking or advising people to do things differently on, on social media with that in mind? Yeah, I mean, tailoring your images to each platform is important and tailoring the sort of content to each platform just in general is important, but also like think about where you're driving them to. So I always say like you should be driving traffic to your own website just because there's more information about you there. And if you're um, driving people to a blog post, it's on your website. So make sure your website itself is mobile friendly. Um, if it, if you want people to visit you or to call you or to email you, make sure the addresses are clickable. So it brings up like a Google map and then the phone numbers are a tell link. So people can just click the phone number and then call you straight from their phone. And remember that again, people are using their cell phones or their mobile phones, like smartphones, whatever, mm -hmm. it's the same thing, <laughs> to reach out to brands and businesses on social to ask them questions, to engage with them and things like that. And it can be as simple as like, hey, I'm in the Best Buy or something. I'm gonna tweet Best Buy and ask them like, why do you guys have this product or something like that? And think about how people are using it on the go, like when they're away from their computer and kind of tailor your content towards that, but also like tailor your strategy to that as well. Is it, is it good advice to, like you talked about tweeting or tweeting out to Best Buy while you're in Best Buy, is it good advice to start really, I guess, using these platforms yourself and, and more? Yeah, so definitely. I mean, I use them personally, but then like all my clients use them as well. But if you're looking to get onto social for your business, you should definitely use them personally before you launch onto things. So you hear a lot about um, social media people being like, I don't have Twitter because I'm too busy running my clients' Twitter accounts. But it's like, well, you should have Twitter because you should be testing things on your own accounts and not using your client <laughs> accounts to test things out. So having a personal... Um, personal experience on social media is like more than helpful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So this is something that I'm, I'm, 
personally kind of uncertain about and I, I have kind of waver back and forth on, but I hear from purists all the time, oh, it needs to be 100% organic. Um, that's what you should be striving for is those organic kind of uh, growth and interactions and not, um, not using platforms like Twitter or Facebook to pay. But on the other hand, you see engagements from those are so low and... Um, uh, is it okay to pay or what's the advice there or your thoughts on that? Oh gosh. I mean, back in 2008, it was maybe good enough to just not pay for anything, but marketers and small businesses need to understand that the market now is pay to play. So these platforms have to monetize, they have to make money or else like they'll just disappear, obviously. Um, and when you're thinking about users on social media, pretty much we give them all our information. They can track what we're doing, what we like and things like that. So people, so the end user, the cust your ideal customers are the products that these platforms sell to you. So I'm on my Facebook. I'm just a product to Facebook. They'll just sell like all my information to marketers to show how they can reach us. And like, that's not a bad thing, but people always think that like, oh, this is my Facebook, it's private, I don't wanna see ads. But of course you have to pay to play to reach these people. So if you have a well-targeted ad um, and it's tailored to a specific audience, then yeah, you should be doing that. And does the same advice apply to what we were talking about before where you're, um, you know, it's not, should it can it be an ad or should it be something more uh interesting or i guess something less advertising i shouldn't say more interesting yeah i always compare um advertising on social to kind of like product placement so you don't want to necessarily stand out but you don't want to blend in so on instagram when you're like going through your own feed you'll notice that there'll be like really crappy ads where it's just like sale on now and it's like huge text and you're like okay what is this I'm just gonna scroll past it because people <laughs> have banner blindness so if you can somehow put your product um like off to the side or like not necessarily in the middle of a photo and feature like other things like depending on what you're selling or whatever and kind of have it still the focus of the image but not necessarily the entire focus and blend in so people who are looking at their instagram feed because they're looking at photos of things so you want it to kind of you want them to kind of stop and be like oh what's going on here and think that it's not a sponsored post and then they'll read the caption and be like oh okay this is a sponsored post but at least you had a shot with them and not just like oh sale on now it's like i would just immediately not even look at that mm -hmm. yeah yeah just lure them in with what they're there to to to, to be looking at in the first place yeah. yeah do you see um anyone really doing it well in especially in western canada um, I was going to say Taco Bell. <laughs> they probably do it out of the States. Yeah. Taco Bell is actually amazing. Just keeping up on trends and things like that. I really like, like, why do you like Taco Bell? So Taco Bell is really creative and they think outside the box is, I think that's like, actually they're like, um, <laughs> they're slogan, yeah. Or something. yeah, but like they, they actually do some amazing things with Snapchat. They were one of like the first brands to actually really own that space as well, but they also tailor their content perfectly to Twitter, to Facebook, to Instagram. Like you'll see kind of similar content, but you can, but it's not like the exact same content. So I really like how they do that. And they're always like working with influencers and kind of pushing the limits to what they can do on these platforms and just really creative stuff. 
But for Canada, I really like, I don't know if it's probably not Western Canada, but David's Tea does a really good job on social media. Okay. They're one of like, I love fangirling over their social stuff because they're out there, they're engaging. Um, like even if you hashtag David's Tea in one of your Instagram posts, they'll come and they'll like it or comment on it. And they just do a really good job of creating community. So what, um, what kind of tools are you using or do you recommend people to use for social, like when you're uh, even looking at hashtags, is it just straight out of Twitter or is there better tools that you use or would recommend? Um, to, like, well, I work with small to medium businesses, so I would just go in platform and kind of take a look to see uh, what hashtags are being used. But there are definitely some tools out there that you can use to track like how many times this has been said or whatever. Um, there's Hashtagger, I believe it is, for Android. Like, it's just an app, and you type in a hashtag, and they'll bring up other commonly used hashtags um, that are used with that one. Well, I just said the same thing, whatever. <laughs> um, and then there's, like, ones where you can actually measure, like, say you have an event and you want to track, like, what times were the most popular for the hashtag or how it started trending in Canada and things like that. It's kind of just, like... I just Google them and then find one that works for what the client wants. And then I'll just go with that one. And if I have more experience with it, I'll usually just keep using that one. Um, just step back a little bit. Cause I was thinking about um, the time and everything else. And, and um, you know, I hear uh, some people saying, Oh, Facebook's dead. It's all full of ads now. And the young people aren't on it anymore. Are there, are there, channels that you specifically say you got to be on here or is, is there a, how many should I be on as a small business? So it all drives back to your strategy and who your target audience is. But generally, like Facebook isn't dead. People are spending an average of 20 minutes a day on Facebook. And Facebook is where like your friends and your family are. And maybe it's not cool anymore. And people have moved on to Instagram and whatever. But people are still using Facebook. So I always say that you should probably be on Facebook if that's your audience. Um, and like with Facebook, you can get really specific with targeting and advertising and things like that. So it's a really easy way to meet like ideal customers or your prospects and things like that. And I mean, being how many platforms should I be on? It still depends on what your strategy is or what you want to do with social. Do I need to jump on everyone? No, definitely not. So, I mean, like you could be targeting business people or like you could be a B2B company. So then maybe LinkedIn is good for you. But then the same like so that LinkedIn would be good for gaining customers or new clients. But then maybe you're also like, well, I need to hire younger, um, like fresh grads and things like that because your employees are retiring or whatever. So then maybe Instagram is good for that portion or that strategy that you want to hit um, younger graduates. But you kind of use each platform differently depending on what your um, proposed outcome of social is. And when you're looking at when you're starting and, and or restarting or just getting serious about this, when you take on a customer, what is the first client or question that you would ask a client or how would you sort of sort them out in social? Um, I guess the first question that I ask is like, probably let I do some stalking beforehand to talk, <laughs> before I talk to them, but I ask them what platforms are on, who's running it, how often they're posting or like where are they getting their content from, 
how much time they spend on it and like what do you want to accomplish out of social media and then from there it's really easy to do an audit of their existing platforms if they have them and kind of like be like this is bad this is bad this is good and then looking at their competition and things like that but basically getting a high level overview of what their company is doing right now and then what their experience is and how much time is being invested in especially like who's doing it right now. So if they have like their nephew doing it just because he's young and he's good with Instagram for his own um, personal use or Snapchat, he probably sends nudes with it. But um, (laughs) like there's different ways to run accounts. But yeah, just knowing who's running it is one of the most important questions, I think. Are there are there um, uh, consistent or common roadblocks that you find companies need to overcome or that they're finding before stepping in? They just say like with the, I find with like larger companies, the people, the point of contacts are always like, I don't understand social about my bosses. We have to be on it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, but you're like in marketing. <laughs> so shouldn't you understand it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so if they're not understanding like, okay, like I don't get like why we have to post on these platforms. It's like, well, cause your audience is there. Like if you think about how many millions of people are on social media or they don't think that they'll see return. And it's basically, again, like educating them about what social media is, how you can track things, how you can track your KPIs and ROIs and all those other stupid industry slang terms for return on investment. And that still seems to be uh, something that comes up is that return. What, What should we expect or what should we be hoping for there? So I guess, again, it depends on what your strategy is or what your goals are. So if you want the brand awareness, um, take a look at your impressions or your reach and look at the traffic coming from social media to your website and things like that. So kind of focusing on the metrics that matter to each um, thing, but also having like measurable goals. So like in a month, I want to have 300, a reach of 300 on Facebook or something or like even more mm-hmm. and have those goals so you can track them to see how you're growing. And, and I guess growth is what you're wanting or maybe one of the things that you want. Yeah, I definitely like, I think a lot of businesses use social media for awareness or exposure and things like that, which is fine. Um, but also like in the end, they just want sales or clients or leads and there's ways to track that as well. Yeah. Are there, are there opportunities you're seeing right now that um, things change so quickly that um, maybe people should be taking advantage of? So, I mean, just generally, I notice that a lot of people will have events or businesses will have events, even like, I don't know, like an open house to their new office space or even like you see big conferences as well. Um, they'll have events coming up, but then they don't do any live social coverage of them. So there's always that what they call FOMO, like fear of missing out. Mm -hmm. And you always want to kind of poke those people who aren't there at your event because then next time you have an event, they know that they can't miss it. So um, if you're having a convention or like an event, just be like remembering to do some live coverage, whether it's Facebook Live or even just like live tweeting or a couple tweets every now and then throughout and including images and things like that. So people can see what they're missing out on or people at that same event can see, oh, that's going on over there. I'm going to go over there. So a lot of people don't use social to their advantage when they have events and things or important things like that. And I would say people are really looking for that 
next social media platform that's going to be hot. So when things come out, like remember when Snapchat came out, people are like, oh, this is like, you just send nudes with it and <laughs> like it's for kids. And now marketers, well, before, I don't know if marketers are still doing it, but everyone wanted to be on Snapchat. Yeah. All the businesses were like, how can I use it? So if there's a new platform that comes out, register um, reserve your username and kind of get to know how to use it, become familiar with it. And then you're ready one step ahead of the game. If that platform takes off. Yeah. Um, that's good advice. And, and, um, look at, we ran out of time and you haven't even sworn oh. yet. Sorry. You were so worried I'll about swear that. Now. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> what is for you the biggest lesson Beverly that you've learned about social media marketing in all your years of doing this? I'm not even that old, but they No, I know. Just, that's why I'm <laughs> sarcastically saying that. Um, I guess like it sounds so cheesy, but serve your audience and they will serve you back. So delivering quality content, having a strong strategy and like giving them content or information that they actually care about and not just what you think they'll care about, like actually know who you're talking to and engage with them, but like serving them the like you're at a restaurant you give you want to give them like the best experience and they'll just come back they'll leave good reviews they can become brand ambassadors they can come to your defense so treat your audience really with care on social it's funny because that quality content is i think a stumbling block i i feel happens all the time because you go um you know deliver quality content and maybe the business owner will say well well, I am delivering quality content. People want to know about this product and this sale and this price. How do you know what's quality and what's not? I always, well, for businesses that I run accounts for right now, I'm always like, what would this audience be interested in? So I do social coverage for or social media management for a fitness, personal fitness place in Edmonton. Mm. And I know that they that their clients care about any changes in classes because um, then they won't show up or whatever. Yeah. Um, and they care about like fitness in general. So all source content about drinking water, diet and things like that. And all source content for or create content as well for just like things that will educate them and that they can use in their day-to-day -day life so it's not all like come work out here come work out with our trainers do this do this help us blah 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 it's more like this is information that I know that you would find valuable because I get questions about this after each session or like a lot of my clients ask the same question and so that to me would be quality content for their audience Wonderful. Well, that's a great note to end on. Thanks very much for chatting with me today, Beverly. Yeah. How can people get and connect with you? Um, they can go to my website. It's hellobeverly.com and that's Beverly with an L-E-Y at the end. And they can stalk me on social media. I'm Hello Beverly on all platforms. Again, that's L-E-Y at the end. Thanks, Mom. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like I'm all over the place. You'll see me. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, thank you again. And I, I really appreciate you taking some time for us. Yeah, thanks so much for having me.